Everyone, welcome to the Cultivate Podcast through the Grove Church. Charlie Lofton, the lead pastor there, and thanks for joining us. And we have with us one more time, Mark Freeman. What's up, dude? It's good. It is good. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for being here. And we have been talking denominations for the last few episodes. We first, we just kind of spent some time just kind of introing the topic, defining what a denomination is, talking a little bit of our background, talking about the Grove, kind of who we are, and just introing the idea of kind of why we're even having this discussion at all. And then episode two, we spent a lot of time just kind of talking about how we got here historically with the simple answer being people, people, people plus sin equals division. You can just, you can write that down. You put that in stone. But then we also talked about the specific history of how people plus sin played out in history and um, the divisions that happened. So just a couple of major ones. We looked in that episode two. Last time we kind of talked about just kind of the major categories of the different types of churches that there are and the categories that denominations tend to fall into, kind of what the major divisions are. And then we try to put most of kind of the denominations that we've heard of into some sort of category to help us understand. And we're going to wrap it up here today just with a little more practical. And so I'll start with the question that we had at the end of the first episode. When we talked about why does this matter, then we talked about it for a long time. And so now maybe I have the same question. We've talked about it a long time. So I ask you again, Mark, why does any of this matter? Man, you know, and when you told me this was the topic of the the podcast this time, it's like, in some ways it feels like, all right, you know, I mean, you, you know that this is a thing and that denominations exist and they and it does impact us. And we do, you know, have parts of our life that we find ourselves, you know, having to deal with it or understand it. But the more that we've talked about it, the more I'm like, yeah, it actually comes up pretty often. Mm. It really does. When so you think I converted about it. you, I converted you to this matter. Well, it's yeah. been a long time. I and mean, there's been some different seasons in my own life and family that, that this has been a hot topic right? because something happened and we interacted or, someone's dating someone, <laughs> Yeah, you know, there are, you know, again, you said, a, you know, a child is wanting to go to this vacation Bible school and, you know, it, it does it at, um, or a camp, it, right. it begins to impact us. And, um, yeah. So I think it matters. Is that, is that your question? Does yeah, it matter? for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you find yourself in a situation like that with your kids or somebody's dating somebody, or you move to a new town mm-hmm. and you're trying to find a church and, you move to this new neighborhood and then, all right, oh, we've got this kind of church right here in our neighborhood. Well, how, how, do, how do I feel about that? And to kind of be able to walk into it with a little more wisdom and just kind of understanding and to know if there's a situation I need to protect my kids from or a teenager who's dating somebody. Hey, this is, this is a, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about, I don't know about this and just, you know, and understanding how to relate better to your neighbors, to your friends. Because the reality of it is you find out your friends, they go to one kind of church versus another kind of church. There's going to be some of those situations you feel really good about. It's like, oh man, I got a oh, great, I got, I got Christian neighbors. And the other one's like, oh man, I got somebody who, who goes to church, but I don't, there's a, there's a, there's a chance here that what they're hearing is not going to be the truth about who Jesus really is. And again, not being judgmental about an entire group of people, but you know, to, un- to understand that just because someone goes to a church, that could mean a lot of different things. And it could also mean something about their posture towards you, about what they think about you because oh, they sure. go to a particular church versus what you do. And so being able to at least have some knowledge about these 
kinds of denominations, I think, can be really helpful. So one thing that we didn't talk about yet is, and again, Scott and I talked about this several, a few series ago, we talked about Mormonism, but I think it's important here for different reasons. So we'll have a different conversation, me and you. What is the difference between, a, that's just another Christian denomination? Nope, but that's a cult. So I ask this very specific question, and you can give, again, I'm not looking for a technical definition. I'm just looking for a Mark sitting there having lunch with a guy from the Grove, and they ask, man, what is a, what is a cult? I hear this word. What is a cult? What, what's your elevator pitch answer to that question? I mean, again, and I feel like I, I, I try to maybe try to oversimplify everything, but I mean, what a group does with, with Jesus, this grace through faith, if it's anything other than that, mm. then my categories are pretty mm. hard to say. I mean, it's like okay. either, either it's by grace through faith or it's, it's something else. And if it's something else, then it's pulling or teaching or pulling people down a path that is no different than, you know, all the other world religions, right? Right, right, for sure. I feel like this word cult gets used in two different contexts and sometimes they overlap and sometimes they're different. One is you say cult and you think, kidnapping, living on a compound, high control leader, super weird beliefs, right? And then the diff- other, another definition of cult is kind of what you're talking about is kind of an, inten- an intentional manipulation of the core truths of Christianity. And so we're not talking about what we think about baptism or whether or not we think that women can be ordained as pastors, but you say you worship Jesus, but when I hear you talk about him, you're talking about someone that, that isn't Jesus. Mm. You talk about a gospel, but when I hear you talk about it, that is not the gospel. And so we're not talking about differences in polity, right? And, and how we do church or who we ordained or what the ordinances or the sacraments, what they mean, or even in some of your secondary or tertiary theological issues like the baptism of the Holy Spirit or predestination versus free will. We're talking about who is Jesus and what is the gospel. And if you pervert that, that's not, that's not Christian. That's a, that's a cult. Or, or in some of these denominations that we've talked about, like we said, hey, I don't think that they would say that they're Christian. They're not trying to be Christian. They're, they're Christian adjacent, but they're really more multi-faith ecumenical still with the structure and name of a church. Mm. And so you've got Christian denominations. You've got some, some groups that are keeping Christian denominational names, but are really more ecumenical, multi-faith. I guess I should use this word, ecumenical, like multiple faiths, that a Muslim or a Buddhist or a Hindu would feel perfectly fine here and not feel like they need to convert to anything. And you've got some things that are, that are pretending to be Christian, but are in fact cults and are luring you in with an appearance of Christianity, but behind it is something different. And when Scott and I talked about Mormonism specifically, we said it is definitely the second and it has some hints of the first, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of secrecy, a lot of secrecy and isolation happens in Mormonism that is consistent with kind of your more, you know, the crazier cults out there, but it is primarily in that second category. What else would you put into that category of cults? Some things that maybe present themselves as Christian denominations, but are in fact cults. Well, here's the thing, though. By by that definition, I think I think there are some some churches that I've even been a part of that, <laughs> in practice, right, 
So we began we'll, to... So we'll start with a simple one. We got Mormons <laughs> and the other major one, Jehovah's Witnesses, mm-hmm. right? That's, that is, they, they, teach, they teach about a Jesus who was very, who was just a human, just a created human, just like us. That is not, that's not the Jesus that of, of any part of reasonable Christianity. I mean, we, we could talk about the, uh, the Aryan, not Aryan like Nazis, but from a guy named Arius, the Aryans from their 300s. But anyways, the, what the Jehovah's Witnesses believe about who Jesus is, is not, it's not considered Christianity by anybody. And same, and they have the same thing with salvation. You got your main, your main two there. So you're talking about that they're within certain denominations. You may find somebody who has a more, maybe say more works salvation kind of deal. Right. Yeah. I think one of the, one of the, one of the groups that I think definitely falls into that category is church of Christ where I've met some church of Christ people and I'm like, okay, well that's that we talk. And it's like, that seems, that seems cool. That seems cool. And then you talk to some and it's like, it's a very, a very works oriented gospel. Right. And you're like, oh, this is this. So then again, again, I think it's one of those groups that feels a little borderline mm-hmm. to me. And so that is one of the ones that I would just kind of put on your, on your be careful list. Right. Mm-hmm. I think, I think to a, to a degree, um, again, I, we, we talked about this last time. So even though I've got friends that are Catholics, I feel perfectly fine about saying this. There is so much rich diversity in what a Catholic is that you could, you can find just about everything, but there, there, you know, it, it can, it can be, if, if you're not really thinking about what's being said and what, and what being happening, you, you can think that it is your participation in the rituals, but I wouldn't, but even still, I wouldn't necessarily categorize it as a, I wouldn't categorize it as a cult, but I would, I would say that you, you, that some people can, can come out of that with too much of a works oriented perspective. Like you've got, so you want to be, uh, you know, we want to, you want to make sure that you're really, you're really listening to, to, to what's being said and not just kind of falling into, yeah, we do these things. And- we do these things and doing these things is what is getting me my relationship with God. And, um, what, what are, what are some other, what are some other ones for you like that? Hmm, I was just going to throw out, I, uh, this is the reason why in our connections class, you know, it's, it just feels like it's so important in that part too, to be really clear about what the Grove believes about Jesus and mm-hmm. salvation and then baptism, because it feels like if a group starts to lean more towards works-based things, there's a few key elements, you know, this in baptism is one of the big ones that seems to, is, is that act right. salvific? Is it, is it, you know, is it, is that water what what does that mean? And are the good works that I'm doing, am I am I am I am I paying off a debt in some way? Or are they an act of worship? And and again, I, I think, you know, we 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 talked about Catholicism can have that, but I think even some of your more evangelical denominations can fall into that too, where tithing, service, church attendance. You're kind of your conservative evangelicals can fall into that. Like what, like, like what really is saving me? Mm-hmm. And so even the ones that on paper say all of the right things can very often in practice have that same sort of, I come here, I'm always here. 
I serve what I'm supposed to serve. I give what I'm supposed to give. And that's, that's really, I mean, we, we say this, but this is really how, mm-hmm. this is really how I'm, I'm getting things right with God. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's, uh, I mean, that's what I was trying to get at, that it's, you would have to be in a place a little while, listen, see church leaders in practice, but then there are the more obvious places that their doctrine gives more value to those works. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that to, to me then it's just like, okay, Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, I don't think there's an, I don't know that there's an argument to be made. And I don't know that Jehovah's Witnesses or Mormons would push back on that. I think they would view themselves as very distinct. Mm-hmm. And we put, put Church of Christ on the bubble, right? And you're, on the, you're on the border there. And, and I think, I don't think the Church of Christ people would disagree. I mean, I've had Church of Christ people tell me they don't think I'm saved because I don't go to their church. All right. I have to. I'm pastor of a dead gum church, man. <laughs> like, nope. oh, hey, you, you. Not the one, though. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> It's happened, it's happened when my oldest daughter was in fifth grade. She came back and she asked, you know, you know, she was, she was asking this question. It's like, you know, we do, we, we don't go, our, our church isn't a church of Christ. It's like, no, it's like, oh no. Like why, what, what's wrong? I said, well, my friend told me that that means she thought I was going to hell. Like, next thing you know, we had, we had, we had, we had, we had, um, we had, we had the parents over at the house <laughs> and then Heidi got mad at me because I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not having it. And she thought I was being rude. I was like, did you not hear what the mom said? She's like, I'm not here to judge whether or not you're going to hell or not. I'm like, what? Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, you are. <laughs> I mean, anyways. So, I mean, there's, I mean, to me, to me, those are of, of the ones that, those are the ones I would put into that category. And then you start talking about, are we talking about, you know, you're really conservative Southern Baptist. You're talking about, you know, the Catholicism. There's just so much diversity there. And there's so much emphasis on being a good person. When you put that much emphasis on being a good person and these are things you must do to become a good person, I don't think they become cultish, but I think we can, we accidentally can end up in, so I think like what you said, it's why, it's why it's important to really just kind of make sure I'm hearing the gospel and really the heart behind these works. And I'm not, I'm not allowing myself to fall into a works-oriented and to listen to the particular person or people that are leading this particular church to make sure that they're saying and believing the right things about, about works and, and, their, and their value. Um, the last one I think about the kind of is your, your Seventh-day Adventist. You know anything about the old good Seventh-day Adventist? Interesting deal. You know, the, the, the big thing that they're known for now is that they worship on Saturdays instead of Sundays. Yeah, kind of a more of a Sabbath. They were initially, some of the person that founded it predicted that Jesus was going to come back at a particular date. And then he didn't. And they changed the date, changed it like four or five times. And then after like the fourth or fifth time, they went back and said, actually, the first one was the right one. And he just came back in a spiritual way, not in a physical way. And to me, when your origin, when your origin story revolves around very specific predictions about the coming of Jesus, you eventually, I mean, even if you end up moving away from it later, like to me, that's just like, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's, that's a mark on your permanent record, <laughs> right? That we, we can't, you 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 can't scrape that off. That just kind of is like, uh, I don't know. I don't know about this. And so it's not so much that they worship on Saturdays and that they're very adamant about it should be Saturdays instead of Sundays. My man, you do you, but I have, a, I have a, when, when there's end of the world predictions that are in your origin story and you better get that right. I, mean, I feel like there should be like a rule. 
if you predict the end of the world and it doesn't happen, you got to disband. Right. <laughs> I mean, maybe you can reorganize this different 501c3 at some point, give yourself a different name, try again, but you don't get the key. You don't get, you don't get the key. You don't get the key. You don't get the key being. So let me ask you this. What, as the Grove, like if a church asks us to be in partnership with them, what would be the requirements of that for you? By grace through faith is uh, the thing that we agree upon. You know, I mean, I, I think there are parts of my life that I look back on that I, I drew those lines much darker. Mm-hmm. More of the issues that were more disagreements than, than core, you know, core problems. But I would allow those to divide us and not partner. But, um, you know, at, at this point, it's more about, can we agree to say that? And actually that, that group of churches that are teaching by grace through faith unapologetically is not, it's not and that's, that's a little bit of a needle in a haystack. Mm. It feels like sometimes. I think for me, I put partnership, there's kind of different levels. It's like, hey, we're all going to come together and donate food for the homeless. Oh, Okay. I, yeah. I'll, I'll donate food to the homeless with anybody, mm-hmm. right? Versus let's get our youth groups together for a worship time, right? I mean, I, th- I think there's just kind of different levels. I think, I think to some degree, there's some things that as an act of unity in the community, I wouldn't even worry about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like there's, you know, we've, we've worked with this group called Canopy that helps resettle refugees and a church adopts a person there are other churches that are adopting people that we would that would not fall into your category there. It's like, well, we're not, I'm not, because this group is partnering with your group. I can't also partner with your group because it'll feel like I'm partnering with them. Like, well, this is just a, we're just helping refugees. We're not churches locking arms together, worshiping God together. So I mean, to me, I've, I've, I've always kind of taken a broader sense of that, like at a, in some of those things, but like, if we're talking about, Worshiping together, going to a church camp together, you know, let's have our youth pastors meet up or whatever. And I think, I think I want to, I want to, I want to be as broad as I can. But again, I think it's a, by grace through faith. And that has been all sorts of mainline denominations, charismatic churches, um, all sorts. I mean, there's been no, no limit to the number of people that I'll, partner the, the denomination itself almost is irrelevant to me right it's the particular pastor the particular church the particular leadership do we do we see jesus the same what what the words that the words that come after your church's name almost mean nothing to me it's like who are you what do you what do you believe and how different was that for you growing up in el dorado we, we couldn't it I mean, was, if, if a church was... It was a big deal when our church partnered with other churches of our same denomination. Mm-hmm. But that was the only thing that ever happened. Sometimes there would be like an after football game, fifth, multiple... Fifth quarter. Fifth quarter, right? Oh, man. It's the same everywhere. Fifth quarter, <laughs> right? And it would be the four, the four to six major Southern Baptist churches in our... First, second, third... Yeah. yeah. First, second, <laughs> West Side, East Main. Mm-hmm. So those are those are, those are, those are, those are the primary four, and there were a couple of secondaries that would get in every now and then. That was that was considered to be a multi-church out. There was no, there was no 
First Methodist, First Presbyterian, anything like that. Hmm. And so it was ingrained in me that it was really ecumenical to kind of branch out to allow other churches that were exactly the same as you and do something with them. That was considered big deal. That was a big deal to be able to do that. And I think honestly, my time at Hendricks leading a college ministry there where essentially we were the only Christian ministry there. So anybody who wanted to affiliate with Christianity would come and be a part of our church. And so Catholics, Presbyterians, Methodists, Lutherans, Baptists, non-denoms, everybody. And so I just, I just learned at that time to, we're going to, we're going to love on everyone. And it didn't matter. You come to our, come to our, 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 our meeting on Monday. It didn't matter where you went to church yesterday. It just didn't matter because we, we needed to, to, to lock arms together to be united as followers of Jesus here. And I think about it kind of like we have, we have the ability to be a lot pickier about who we associate with. But if you and I decided right now that we were going to be missionaries in Yemen. Uh, I mean, changes the game. It would, who, who we would be willing to kind of partner with and fellowship with would be like, would broaden out really, really quickly. And suddenly the divisions between us and Methodists, us and Presbyterians, us and Catholics become a lot smaller when there's only a hundred Christians in the country. And I, I think why, if, if, if it were, if it's true there when there's only a hundred Christians in the country, and it's going to be true in heaven when we're all there together. Why can't it be more true right now? And again, that's why I just kind of look past denominations and church labels all together and be like, you in with Jesus? Cool, me too. And then the other stuff doesn't matter. And I don't, and I don't, and I don't, we don't, I just work really hard to not talk about baptism and the Lord's Supper. <laughs> Like when somebody found out from a more mainline church, it was like, found out that we have communion out every week, but we don't serve it. And um, this guy's a really good friend of mine now. I didn't really know him that well then. He looked at me, I mean, just kind of very casually. I'd be interested to know the theological justification you have for that. I'd love to talk about that someday. And then he kind of went on to something else. And I remember thinking to myself, I am never going to have that conversation with you. <laughs> That's the one I don't want to have. I, I, about I, anything I, else? I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't care that much. Mm. I don't care that much. I would much rather be your friend and be able to support you and what God's doing at your church than for us to hash out the nuances of whether or not the Bible prescribes that we must serve communion to people as opposed to allowing it to just be there for you to serve yourself. Mm. But you could tell that that really mattered to him. And it didn't bother me that it mattered to him. But I knew if I all of a sudden it was going to matter, it was going to matter to me too. Now it's going to be a, now it's, now it's going to be a, now it's going to be a wedge. It doesn't need to be, it doesn't, it doesn't need to be a wedge, you know, in the, in the same way, like I said, with a Southern Baptist who's going to have very intense conservative political beliefs. Well, if we can just avoid that. We can just, we don't have to worry about it or that, you know, you know, you talk to a Catholic and it's like, man, what, what do you really mean by penance? And what, what do you, what are you really doing when you're doing those Hail Marys? Like if I'm talking to the person and what I hear is someone with a sincere heart to follow the real Jesus and understands that it's by grace, the fact that there are some elements of what they do that makes me think, well, that could definitely lead to this. Well, that could, let's just, Let's just keep it on Jesus. 
and let's keep it on the gospel. But, you know, sometimes people make it such a big deal that it becomes, it becomes a dividing point for them. And it's not because I didn't want to have a relationship with them. They didn't want to have a relationship with me. Mm-hmm. And I'll never will forget. I, somebody was there with me. I don't think it was you. I think it may have been a little bit before your time. I was sitting there at, um, at a restaurant. Guy found out me and the guy I was meeting with were both pastors at a church. And is he, he probably could tell he'd been, build, he'd been saving this for a while. But after a few months, it was just me there. The other person had gone to the bathroom. He said, so what do you think about abortion and the gays? And that, I mean, that specific framing, I was, I was, just, I, I didn't answer. Like that to me, to me, I have, I have thoughts on what you mean by that question, but by your framing of that it's question, worse. I'm out. I'm out. I'm not, I'm not in, I'm not in for that game. This I would more than be willing to have that conversation about what our church believes about abortion and what our church believes about homo- homosexuality and homosexual people and kind of the, the, the nuances of those kind of the issues themselves versus how we deal with the people who are in the middle of those things. I would be more than willing to have that conversation, but that's not the conversation you want to have. Right. If that's the conversation you want to have, I'm out. Yeah, I think it, this brings up a question for me. How much should we, we and bigger, we make that, that unity and really working towards that a priority. You know, you just, you look at the gospels, you look at what Jesus has to say about his desire for us to be one, how the, you know, everybody's going to know it's true because they see our oneness. Yeah, they, look, they'll, look, know, they'll know you're my disciples by the way you love each other. So people, you know, some of the most evangelical groups, their desire is that, you know, the world would know. Jesus says the way the world's going to know is because your unity and at the same time, Sometimes I've, those are the groups that want to draw lines and separate. So how much? There was a time in my life that if you weren't right about everything, then you weren't right about anything. And everything mattered because everything came from the Bible and what you believed about the Bible mattered. And if you disagreed with me about what the Bible said, that's you disagreeing with the Bible. Hmm. And therefore you don't really believe the Bible. You've been influenced in some other way. And so we can't have unity because you don't believe the Bible. But really, that I'm saying is you don't agree with me about everything that we think the Bible says, and 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 I would I would rather I would rather be in a situation where I'm I'm there looking at Jesus and he goes, man, we're a little too nice to some people. So that's what Jesus got accused of. Jesus got accused of being a little too nice to the wrong people. I just want to be accused of that. Maybe 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 I am. Maybe I should be taking a harder line with different groups of people. And there's a lot of pressure. I feel a lot of pressure from both, from both sides. You are being too cozy in your partnership with these intensely conservative, intensely evangelical people. You should stop that because they're too works-oriented. Well, you're being too cozy in your friendship and partnership with these people who baptize babies or have this very more, more liberal approach to women in leadership or homosexuality or whatever the curtain hot button issue is, you sh- you're, you're being too friendly to them because people who believe that tend to also believe this. Because I get, I, get, I get pressure all the time. And I, I, I'm just in a position right now in my life where I, I, would, I would rather people be upset with me for being too kind to the wrong people than having too, st- than being, having too strong a commitment to being right. Because too, too many of my positions about 
second, third, and fourth level issues have changed too much over the last 30 years <laughs> for me to be radically committed to the version that I have of them right now. Mm. But who Jesus is and what the gospel is hasn't changed. So if we can agree on that, then if you're willing to, I'm willing to not care about any of that other stuff. You know, do, you know, do, sometimes we have people that don't get, that come to faith as an adult, but don't get rebaptized. And that would put us in a bad way with some churches, right? But I'm not, it's not fine. And whether, whether I do or don't believe in the authority of the Pope, I, mean, I don't, I don't, but, I, but it's, uh, the fact that you do, it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. You baptize a baby. I don't, I don't care. You're a Lutheran and you think the body, the, 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 it's becoming spiritually the body of Christ. Great. Good, good on you. But if, if, if you're, if you're willing to set that aside and us just focus on Jesus and the gospel, I will, it's pretty rare for me to be the one that be like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. And again, that's like, if I'm going to make, if I'm going to make a mistake, I want to be thought of as too nice. I, I don't know what, I don't, I don't, I don't know other way to say it. <laughs> are, are some of those things significant enough that, you know, you've got so many different, I don't know how many churches there are in Northwest Arkansas. There's a lot, there's a yeah. lot of good ones. Should we all try to, you know, take over Razorback Stadium and, or is it? I don't, I don't know that those sorts of things are logistically worth the effort. But the other thing that I, that I do, that I do genuinely believe, and I've described it this way before, and I will, will, will end with this, is that I think sometimes, and this is a good Northwest Arkansas illustration. I think we view our church, my church is Home Depot, and your church is Lowe's. And they always build right across the street from each other very often, right? And any person that goes to Lowe's is someone who doesn't come to Home Depot. And so now we're competitors. But really, I think we all work for Procter & Gamble. And I sell sell one product to Walmart. You sell a different product to Walmart. And if Walmart buys a lot of your product, we, we all win. And if they sell some of my product, then I win, but we all we all win because we are all working on the same team, servicing the same client. And so Procter & Gamble, actually, the more diverse their portfolio is, the better it is for them. And I think if we would, diversity of churches and experiences allows us by a lot of different means to reach different sorts of people. And if we could just allow our heart and attitude to be good, then our diversity could be our strength. Right. And, and so I, 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 lo- I, I love the idea of super high church formal. I love the idea of churches that are hundreds, if not thousands of years old, that have this deep rooted family tradition to them of just this overwhelming commitment. And I love the, 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 the zealotry of some churches. And I, just, there's just so much richness in this. And we've carved out a particular place that where we want to live that allows us to do something, but that doesn't mean these other people who aren't doing other things are, are, are the reaching people that we, we just, we just can't. And to me, that's, mm-hmm. to me, it's beautiful. If we, if we would let it be, we've allowed diversity to become our weakness, but diversity could be our strength if we would let it. Mm. Well said. All right. Well, that was the longest of the episodes. And, um, and I just feel like I just had to cut us off. But hey, thank you so much for joining us, Mark. Thanks again for being us with us for this whole series. 
We would love to connect with you. If, if you would like to be part of our church and you're not, you go to thegrovechurch.org slash connect. There's a form you can fill out. Everything you need to know about our services, either in person or online or there. And again, thank you so much for joining the Cultivate podcast from the Grove Church. Have a great day.